So forgive the interruption of the loud gays who came screaming back after their night out. Just a bunch of gay men taking over my life once again. (laughs) Just can't get away from them. Seems like a trend. Um, Oh my God, am I a gay man? (gasps) You know what? Actually, when we first started talking, I actually was thinking about that because when we were talking about like me understanding gay man culture and all of that, I feel like I'm definitely... I don't know if it's like just what's available to me or if I'm drawn to it, but there are a lot of things that are typically for gay men that I'm very interested in. Like drag race, for example, Mm -hmm. is something Mm -hmm. that I definitely watch with my roommate and Mm -hmm. that we've talked about. And we Mm -hmm. even went to that show Mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Dear Lord. Yeah, we did Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. (laughs) But like things that are just so typical, I'm like, am I a gay man? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, why can't I just be a gay woman who's interested in some of the same things? Why do they those have to be things which are like for gay men? Or why do they? Yeah, but they I don't, don't have know. to be mutually cool. exclusive. I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't really know a lot of other queer women who like Drag Race. Of course, I have my qualms with it. That could be a different conversation. But I, ju- I there's a lot of times where it seems like my interests actually skew much more towards what gay men are interested in, I don't know if that's like a social capital thing of like, I find myself surrounded by these people. So I need to be able to have the conversations that they are engaging in already. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Like I've definitely uh, learned a lot living here about a lot of things that like, especially music that like my roommates listen to that I like gay music. Yeah. yeah that I like yeah. that totally different. I mean, one of my roommates not that long ago did not know that Tegan and Sarah were sisters. Like that that is like number one fact in the gay woman community. Can I can uh, I can I ask you to name names? Are you comfortable with that? I will not name names. <laughs> it was one of two, so yeah. You got a fifty fifty chance of getting it right. I won't um, guess. But it just like again, there's like that expectation that I know these things and and can talk about them and their social capital that comes with being able to be in those conversations. But nobody ever asked me about Cameron Esposito, about Rhea Butcher, about women's soccer, about Tegan and Sarah, about mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Riot Girl movement. Like none of this stuff is expected to be talked about within the gay community, even though it is it's, because it's yeah. a gay woman community right. we have to know all the gay man stuff yeah that's kind of like i mean i think that's similar to like a straight female experience mm-hmm. of that they're expected to know things about the man and the male culture and what men were doing at that time and then they have what one month on women's history mm-hmm. or like one fucking like week ellen is not the only lesbian celebrity uh, there are a lot of us there are and you are one now with this podcast hey <laughs> and I, I i totally agree with that sentiment like of just the when we it goes back to what we talked about in representation but it's it's so much more than just like the pop culture gay women that you see, mm-hmm. which are Ellen because she was famous and she played Dory and then she got her talk show. Mm-hmm. And it's great that she's doing what she's doing. But I was just listening to a podcast tonight that was like, ask Ellen if she actually likes doing that show because she's dead behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. I mean, and after like 15, 16 years or whatever, I can get that. I can get that. Yeah. And it's like she does receive probably a lot of like stress about being the only like Mm -hmm. 
be, not being the only, but being the biggest like the queer representative. The most visible, sure. yeah, yeah. Not the not the biggest representation, the most visible, mm-hmm. um, and the most popular with straight mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, is Ellen popular with gay men or gay women? I, it de- I think it depends on the generation. I think the people who were discovering their own identity around the time that she had her show, her sitcom, and the puppy episode, which, like, if you're a lesbian, you yeah, know the puppy ever, episode. Yeah, do you yeah. know the puppy episode? I do. Well, okay. that was the first, So, yeah, like, the yeah. first time on national television, syndicated sitcom, whatever, that there was a gay woman mm-hmm. and saying the word gay on television in that way was huge i mean it changed her career for a long time negatively but then eventually it it, you know helped her get to where she was going um but i think like what are for other people like it's like okay we knew ellen and like ellen had to fight her way back but now hopefully the 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 playing field has leveled a little bit but like who are some of the queer women in media that you would recommend that people listen to or watch or anything you know there's obviously Mm -hmm. you know people in the community you know who are in music you know there's popular people there but who's like um uh there's somebody on Aziz Ansari's show Yes, Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. I, I was, I was gonna, Lena I was like, I didn't want to say Lena because I was like, I don't want anyone to think I'm saying Lena fucking Dunham is a good example. Lena Waithe. Yes. And if you've never watched Master of None, the only episode you ever need to watch is the Thanksgiving episode. I watch it every year around Thanksgiving and cry my eyes out. It is phenomenally <laughs> written and acted television. Lena Waithe is a boss and she writes a lot of things. She has Mm -hmm. a show called Mm -hmm. The Shy, which is doing really well. Mm -hmm. I think it's in its second or third season. And she's just out there creating content for people of color, for queer people, for a diverse community of people. And she just is unapologetically herself. Um, I would say a more well-known one in music is probably Janelle Monae. And Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. she is really compelling in a lot of ways because she doesn't uh, ascribe to that binary that we were talking about earlier. And and it's very much all over the spectrum in terms of of queerness and all of that. And she's very much an inspiring human for me. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier Cameron Esposito, who's one of my favorite stand-up comedians, and I think she does a lot of justice to the lesbian experience. Rhea Butcher, along similar lines, also mm-hmm. a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about music? Let's talk about Brandy Carlisle, mm-hmm. who I think draws this really fine line of like, she just plays music and doesn't scream about her sexual orientation from the top of her lungs, but it's just like a kind hearted queer woman with a family and children just trying to do her best and be a good person mm-hmm. and that is like so inspiring to me and i love her music and she's she's very much an activist in a lot of ways um i'm trying to think like what other media is really out there that's worth taking i think in. i think shows that we talked about on a couple episodes ago shows like pose like mm-hmm. has queer characters shows like american horror story has queer actresses you know like sarah paulson is one you know mm-hmm. who comes to mind for me 
um, specifically because she's in every Ryan Murphy show <laughs> yeah, in the entire is. world. <laughs> um, and I love Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. you know, and Cherry Jones was like another one who like represents, I think, a little bit more of the older community. I say Cherry Jones because she dated Sarah Paulson. But it's like, is that the limit? You know, is, mm-hmm. is that the representation that you see? Because you and I are struggling to put together names when like, I don't know, if you and I talked for probably two minutes about the gay men in media, we could talk about, you know, Cheyenne Jackson. We could talk about like the people that bend the rules, you know, mm-hmm. that are like neither. Like we could we could talk about those popular people who are also super popular with like straight men and straight women too. Like and I don't know why necessarily that is, but like I, what I was thinking while you were saying, like it was like Miley Cyrus just came out as like I don't, whatever the fuck, you know, she came out as of just like, and it's not to diminish her experience, but I was like, girlfriend, like you've lived the most publicly straight Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. out of anyone. And I can't help but feel that as a, as a gay lady, I would not feel like Miley Cyrus is a good representation of me. And I don't know if that's just like me being facetious about what it means to be a good gay lady advocate mm-hmm. and what it means to be a bad one. But I'm like, you've had your fucking chance. Yeah. You've had I mean, your, yeah. <laughs> you've had I mean, your, I th- she's, I think she advocates, she puts drag queens on her sure. stage. Like she's a, she's a great ally. But sure. I'm like, what are these the people who the media looks at us, the mainstream media, you know, um, MSM, are they the ones that look at us and they say like, it's just trendy to be trans. It's mm-hmm. trendy to be gay. It's trendy to be part of the queer community. So that's right. why we're doing it. And right. I'm like, that is... Like I'm doing that, it for the followers. Like, that's some BS that up. I cannot even deal with. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't want to end on a negative note because I feel like we've had a positive <laughs> podcast. But, like, what are some of those things that you, like, think about, you know, in relation to people like that? Like, I'm sure that Miley Cyrus coming out as, like, into women was not for you like yes like she's no, the best and, and I don't I, but I don't that's me I mean assuming. I've never really followed her career that closely and for me it's kind of like okay like you said like you've led a very publicly straight life for a long time like cool um there was something <laughs> not that long ago even with like Ariana Grande, who I think is a very talented musician, has incredible voice. Um, do I think that she appropriates bl- black culture a little bit too much? Uh, yeah, she should never do that. That's a different podcast. Um, but I, I also have with heard that. black people say, well, she's basically one of us at this point. And I'm like, well... well I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? What everyone do you mean? Has, has is entitled to their opinion in that way. But she recently had that song where people were like, oh my gosh, is she telling us that she's bi? And for me, for someone again, who's been, had such a public career for so long for you to just say that and there be sort of no track record for it. I struggle with that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not excited Mm -hmm. to celebrate that because it just doesn't feel authentic because history doesn't show that that's really the case. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, again, I don't want to like invalidate anyone's experience and perhaps she's in a place about exploring what that really means. Everyone comes to it at a different time, but I, it just feels inauthentic, and that's not where I'm looking for inspiration, for a role model, for someone to support and look up to and delve deeper into like what kind of content they're putting out. I would much rather go with, you know, the 
the lesser known folks who who've been true to themselves from the beginning of their or, or careers. Or people like Robin, you know, who are like, straight women but yeah. make music for queer people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like she's never yeah. shied away from that fact. Mm-hmm. Or Sia, she's never shied away from that fact mm-hmm. of like why they're here. Right. And I feel like like this is who I am, but I'm also capable of being an ally and I want everyone to feel comfortable at my concerts or mm-hmm. listening to my music mm-hmm. or be able to relate mm-hmm. to what it is that I'm expressing yeah. on a larger scale. I think it's funny, like I as we're talking to relate back to my experience of, you know, when when Adam Rippon came out right before the Olympics and everyone was like, he's gay. How, how, isn't that so special for you to like see? I was like, I don't, I don't don't, like every like male fucking figure skater in Mm -hmm. the United States has been gay. I don't particularly look up to anyone because I don't particularly look up to athletes. And I don't Mm. think that anything that this white gay athletic man is saying is part of my experience and my journey of coming to love and accept myself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just immediately they hear about Adam Rippon as like, it's great. Like he's he's an Olympian who was out. Gus Kenworthy, he's an Olympian who's out. Like that's so cool. Or like these like professional NBA stars and the NFL stars who like come out later or specifically it's, it seems like it's happening a lot more in soccer with I think mm-hmm. Robbie Rogers I think is, is his name um, and forgive me don't come for me Robbie Rogers fans if that's not <laughs> who he is but um, you know when they come out I'm like I I don't I appreciate that you're part of my experience and I appreciate you because you had to hide who you were for so long mm-hmm. um, and no one ever saw you publicly with a woman or, or living a different life or, or portraying some way it was just like hard for you to come out like I appreciate that however like mm-hmm. that's not who I look up to mm. as like a as a gay man I don't mm. know that's interesting because I think there is very much a thing and it's not everyone again but like gay women love soccer mm-hmm. and I came mm-hmm. to love soccer after I had truly started to accept myself as a mm-hmm. gay person. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been athletic. I very much didn't like follow sports that much except for Yukon women's basketball growing up. Um, go and Huskies. I <laughs> go Huskies. <laughs> um, actually funny story after I finished this. Oh my God. Um, Ooh. is that about, your connection so. with the soccer yes. team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, but anyway, so like once I had finally really come to this place where I felt comfortable enough with my queerness to really just sort of like explore that and look for places in media where that was represented and where that was visible, Na- the National Women's Soccer League was one of those places where mm-hmm. it was very visible. Mm-hmm where there are a lot of queer women who are playing soccer and I started to follow them and look up to them because they are, you know, you look at Megan Rapinoe and she's not just a soccer player, she's an activist. Mm -hmm. And that is so inspiring to me. And I love how I've loved watching her career and her growing as a person. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, And so I very much came to soccer later as Mm -hmm. a, as a adult gay woman. But um, (laughs) so Back to the Huskies. Um, when I was younger, <laughs> this is just like a fun little story it's that I best, love telling. Yeah. It's just like this like full circle thing that has yeah. happened in my life. Yeah. Um, 
my dad and I used to watch a lot of Yukon women's soccer when I was growing up, and I remember very well watching Sue Bird play for Yukon for a long time. Um, and I even met her one time. My dad and I went to a game, and I met her, and I was just, like, so <laughs> overwhelmed with emotions that yes. I didn't know how to express when I was, like, eight or nine years old. And I was like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Um, and thought I just, like, looked up to her as an athlete and a person, but... She was not out at that time, but um, like a year and a half ago, maybe. I don't know if I'm getting that timeline quite right, but in the last last couple of years, uh, it came out that she was dating Megan Rapino, <laughs> who is one of my favorite queer lady soccer yeah, players. Yeah. <laughs> and it just was this this like this moment. I was I remember I was on the train coming home from my old job. I had a very long commute. And I saw this article from, again, autostraddle.com, one of my fave queer lady websites. Read it if you can. Um, you'll learn a lot there if you want to know about gay ladies. Well, that's um, why I'm, I'm like, I'm inspired too. Yeah. Check just it out. Go yeah. read that. Is they it have straddle, great like S R A D D L E? It is. A U T O straddle. Autostraddle. Um, and I remember the headline of like Megan Rapino and Sue Bird make the perfect couple, like whatever it was. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is like full circle. The woman that I had this little crush on when I was a kid, yeah. but didn't know how to articulate that it was a crush. Yeah. And this woman who, after I came out and was much more confident in my gayness, had a huge crush on and have like in, been inspired by and have followed. They are now this beautiful, <laughs> wonderful, amazing couple. It's like, no shit i'm gay like who could have even like yeah, yeah. we all should have known from day one like this just feels like this beautiful full circle moment where i was like yes i am a gay human mm -hmm. and i am proud something beautiful has happened today like i, I don't know how to put it into words it just feels yeah. so like perfectly kismet yeah. in every way it's like yes I am affirmed in who i am as a human i yeah. don't know it is it's it's so funny like the the things that you can remember as like a gay youth since you didn't see yourself constantly represented in yeah. media. Like I think like, um, it's as simple as like, you know, Andrew, full disclosure, my cousin, my roommate, roommate. Slash friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like Andrew and I like having a connection that we probably didn't know was as mm -hmm. deep as it was mm -hmm. until we were both fully out as adults, you know, yeah. cause like he was my like, person who understood me despite the fact that neither of us were communicating about the fact that we loved boys mm -hmm. and it was just sort of like I'm comfortable around this person I want to mm -hmm. be around this person I feel safe around this person and then like you think about those other experiences of like being nervous around straight men mm -hmm. being nervous around people who golf because like golf is such like a straight <laughs> activity yeah and or like, like changing in the locker like room oh, was well, an uncomfortable oh. thing for me I was is like, that is that, I... is that the same thing for lesbians yeah. oh, i'm like am God. i uncomfortable yeah. in my body do i feel weird because like i didn't have sisters do i feel weird about oh, just like yeah. being around other girls yeah. or is there something else happening and it was something else is happening <laughs> yeah. oh don't look at anyone <laughs> you'll be a freak yeah um, and that's why i was just like i feel like i like when because I, I was a swimmer so mm -hmm. it was like Oh my God. Like I was constantly surrounded by men in speedos or short mm -hmm. shorts or like whatever. And it wasn't like I was this like over sexualized kid. Yeah. But when you were like just figuring confused. Yeah. When you're like figuring out who you were and then you walk into the locker room and there's a bunch of like naked men showering, you're mm -hmm. like overwhelmed, you know? Like 
And I don't know how to describe that experience other than, like, I remember the first time, like, I saw, like, an ass that I really liked yeah. as, like, a 14-year-old, <laughs> 13-year-old kid of just, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm gay, but I think I like that. Because, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, too not, well, I'm not going to process all of that. Yeah. But I just remember being, like, in the locker room and, like, seeing fucking penis and ass and people hitting each other and jumping all over each other, especially at an all-boys school. It mm-hmm. was, like... I went to an all-girls school. Right. Yep. So it's like a totally. weird version of like, this isn't sexual harassment. It always felt like, because it was like, just like, it's an all-boys school. So like, there's different rules, even though there's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it felt that way. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like you could act a certain way. So like, people jumping on each other naked was just like normal. And I would be like, fully in a towel. Give me a yep. robe. Like, yep. just let me hide myself. I will myself, change in the bathroom I, stall. Right. Don't it, look at oh, me. Oh, that was my, that was yep. my thing. Is like, whenever I would like, especially as a freshman, whenever all the seniors would be like naked running around, I would be like a little kid who like didn't know what he was feeling. I was uncomfortable, aroused, neither of those things in the same moment. So I would get changed in, I would be like, oh, I have to poop. And I would (laughs) get changed in the locker room because in the the stall because that was like the only place I knew. Like people would be like, oh, go get deck changed. I would go into another aisle in the locker Mm -hmm. room and get changed there. Mm -hmm. And that's funny that you mentioned that as an experience because I don't often think about that. And like, I remember like saying that about my dad, like, oh, or saying that to my dad, like, oh, it's so weird to like get changed in front of other people. My dad's like, you all have the same body parts. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, wow. Like, yeah, but I want to, I want to put those body parts like in my mouth. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a different like experience of that. Totally. So what? Totally. I felt so uncomfortable all the time and I didn't figure out why that was. I thought it was just me hating my body. Same. Same. I thought it was that. I thought it was like not knowing how to be around other girls mm-hmm. because I had mm-hmm. brothers. I I reasoned every Everything reason yeah. except for my being gay mm-hmm. until much later in life. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Yeah. I think it, it must sound to people who are listening who have never had to experience something like that. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, well, I've been self-conscious of my body. Like mm-hmm. a girl might be like, my, my boobs weren't as big as an ex-girl or mm-hmm. like, a guy might say like, well, if my dick wasn't as big as his, like, and I, I feel like it's so much more nuanced than that because you felt like a sick to your stomach feeling mm-hmm. like Absolutely. You, you, you felt like a, like a, I don't belong here mm-hmm. in this moment. Yes. And like, oh my God. Especially yes. cause you're like, yeah. Cause you're like, especially I just remember walking in and just like seeing like dick and ass in the shower and being like as a 14 year old turned on. And like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You don't want any, you're, 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 you're trying to be self preservationist like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna let them know that you're interested in that so you run the other room i was like thank god for the speedo because i'd be like i don't know what it means to be turned on when i'm looking at boys like i don't think that's a gay thing i think that's just like a i'm going through puberty thing Mm -hmm. like that's so not i don't it it just feels like so like weird it's so uncomfortable you know to be like oh god like i i it's more (laughs) as i that's kind of what just what i want to say is like it's more nuanced and detailed than just like a a straight person feeling self-conscious it's Mm -hmm. like a full body like I don't want to be here like I don't want to be around this this is not for me like I like uh, I need to evaporate but Mm -hmm. also I want to look because she has great boobs like right (laughs) I've had those thoughts yeah I've had those thoughts so in your experience as Mm -hmm. a gay lady what advice would you give to 
straight people who are trying to understand you better? Like, where would you tell them to learn? Where would you tell them to go? You've mentioned Mm autostraddle.com. Like, do you find that gay women are open when you ask questions as long as it's in a like a a, a comforting way like they're you know Mm -hmm. I feel like you and I have had raw dialogue about it because I'm like Mm -hmm. you're like the only gay gay lady I know (laughs) and I'm like like that's is that true no but are you the one I'm probably most comfortable with asking questions because people are scared Mm -hmm. to ask questions they're scared to say the wrong thing and I know we talked at the beginning of this about like learn your fucking pronouns but like how would you recommend they go about having conversation or being open-minded and say this as a, as a you person as to what Mm -hmm. would make you more uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. not what would make every lesbian uncomfortable or every gay lady uncomfortable? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot of it just comes from educating yourself. Like I think you said at one point of just like, look it up and educate yourself. If you don't know something like there are resources, Google is only like a smartphone (laughs) away, you Mm. know, like it's only a Siri away. Like it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. You can find out a lot. And I think one of the easiest ways is to just, again, like I think there are a lot of stereotypes that come with the media that exists that includes like lesbian canon, but like, not a bad place to start to at least get some general mm. idea, right? Like orange, orange in... is the new black. It's been like great <laughs> yeah. for me to learn even just the most basic things. Right, you like know? just take in media that maybe you wouldn't normally take in that includes a story arc with two women or two gender non-conforming individuals or whoever it is that's not just like white gay men and had then the rest of sally and her gay friend francis i don't know that was a weird joke (laughs) yeah i I, yeah i don't know i think that's probably the best place to start it's like take in some media that that you know maybe it, it doesn't appeal directly to your own experience but it lets you into um other people's experience other women's experiences and just like keep an open mind and don't assume when you see someone that you know anything about their gender or their sexual orientation. Yeah. Straight um, acting, straight passing or not. Right. Yeah. Whether there's they look so much feminine, they might not identify that way. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, there's mm-hmm. so much that you don't know and just don't assume. Yeah. Just don't assume. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, the best yeah. place to leave people. Of yeah. Like don't assume, just ask. Right. Like, and like I've had ask people, with an open mind. Right. Yeah. And I I've had people ask me before of like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, no. And the assumption is like, oh, she oh, hasn't she. found anyone. Like, oh, it's okay. Like you'll find someone soon. Instead of being like the next follow-up question should be, Do you have a girlfriend or a partner? Like, are, are you, you dating are, are anybody? You dating anyone? Like <laughs> Just because I don't have a boyfriend. It's so stupid. Um, it's just, it's, it's yeah. very much an assumption that mm. people make. And I had an experience once where someone in a group of people at work was like, Kathleen, do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And I didn't feel like coming out in that moment. It had no impact on my work or what I was doing and didn't want to come out to my coworkers at that time for various reasons. And there was like a 30 second pause. And then she goes, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, 
I oh, definitely know that that's okay because yeah. uh, I definitely don't want a boyfriend. Don't, definitely don't want a boyfriend. Uh, but and let's like, not go down this path. So I, I, I find just that with coworkers like, the most, yeah. obviously, because they're the people who know you least. Mm-hmm. You know, minus mm-hmm. whatever douchebags you meet in a bar. But it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, your wife must be so happy. And I'm like, <laughs> well, she's not because she doesn't exist, darling. Yeah. But it's just what they say to make conversation. Mm -hmm. But really, if you approach things with an open mind, you know, I always find it's like, well, I better turn on the gay so people know. Right. I feel feel like I have to act all the time. Absolutely. I perform a lot, depending on the scenario. Like you're like, you'll be butch as fuck or you'll be, you know. Yep. And the sad thing is, is that like acting butch as fuck is the the norm for getting someone to recognize that you're not straight mm-hmm. when again there are mm-hmm. so many lipstick lesbians out there i wear chapstick but there are a lot of lipstick <laughs> lesbians out there and i ugh, it just frustrates me when people assume yeah yeah i think that's the best piece of advice is like regardless of what the person looks like acts like talks like you know interacts with other people like mm-hmm. just approach people with an open mind because i feel oftentimes people have an idea of what it's like to see a gay man in public and like what that means. So they're going to see that gay man and be like, Oh, I know that there are things I should ask him. Mm -hmm. But I think oftentimes, especially for a straight passing gay lady, Mm -hmm. it's totally the opposite because if you don't fit the mold, yeah, you're just going to be another straight woman. Like, and that's pretty fucking ignorant. Yeah. And it's, 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 yes, the majority of, of people are straight, but it takes like one second to alienate somebody who's queer mm-hmm. by simple questions of like, oh, what's your boyfriend's name? And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I don't want to talk to this person. So just be mindful, straight people. Yeah. <laughs> and ask us because we're open. Right. You know, and we want to help you learn. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, there are ways to ask that don't assume either straight or gay like there are gender neutral terms like do you have a partner are you dating anyone who is this person there are things that are so Mm -hmm. ungendered that allows someone to decide then if they want to express who their partner might be and what that gender of that person is if someone was like oh do you have a partner I can just say no and I don't have to come out to them if I'm not comfortable doing it or if I do like yes her name is exactly rather than be like do you have a boyfriend like no, I'm gay. Do you have and a boyfriend? The well, do you want kids? Do you like, want, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's like all this like awkwardness that comes with these assumptions around everyone being hetero that just frustrates me to my core. Yeah. And I like don't want to come out to everyone all the time. Ugh. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And so that's why I just take, take the easy road. I was like, well, I have to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I don't. I shouldn't fucking have to. Mm-hmm. But I get their perspective, but I get that their perspective needs to change. And that's where I feel like it's funny. We started this conversation by saying simplistically that like gay men and and, and gay women could never get along. But it's like, (laughs) that is something both of us completely agree on. It's just like, keep that open mind of just like fucking ask us, like fucking treat us like people. Mm -hmm. Don't assume about any new person that you meet that they fit the mold that you have defined for your life mm-hmm. or what society expects of your life. Cause the majority of my friends, the majority of the people listening to this podcast 
I think probably aren't living living atypical lives, mm. but they ask questions as if everyone's living an atypical life. And if we just ask things in a more open way, we'd be probably surprised what we would learn about people. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like people Unpack are like... Unpack that shit, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like people are afraid of lesbians, and I don't know why. They're like afraid to ask us questions. Like, I don't know why gay men just seem so much more accessible. I don't know. But I, I just feel like that's, that's part two. People that's, don't know how to ask me questions. Yeah. Like, just ask me. Just ask me. Just treat me uh, like anyone else. Yeah. yeah. It's me. I think that the again. I think it's an it's a follow up. But the the idea of women liking women because it's been fetishized mm-hmm. is how do I possibly ask this person if they actually like women mm-hmm. or like. Are you just making out with that girl because it turns guys on? It's like there's a, like a whole Ugh. other fucking there's a whole like there's a whole piece of that. There's a whole other conversation. Like, why yeah. why can why can straight men watch two lesbians make mm-hmm. out, but why can't straight women watch two, two gay, gay men, men. near yeah. each other? Yeah. It's so it's yeah. so it's woof. Yeah. I've had this conversation with someone who was like, you know, I just feel like it's so much more accepted by society for two women to fool around and figure it out and it's not a big deal. But if two men were to do that, it would be this wild out there crazy idea. Like, oh my God, two men together? Mm-hmm. Not knowing who they are or what they're... Like, not defining it in a particular way but, would be wild. But like, then but our why? media is the exact... <laughs> Don't lose that mic. <laughs> but but then our media is the exact opposite of that. Our mm-hmm. media is showing gay men in relationships and not showing gay women in relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm talking about just like bizarre. hookups and ex- and like experimenting and stuff. It's like it's okay for two women to to oh, experiment yeah. and yeah. not get flack. Yeah. But if two gay men were to ever be like, "Ooh, let's fool around and see what happens," but I think I'm straight. Then it's like a thing. It's a but thing. But like, I don't know why there's so much more know. leeway for women in that way. It's, I don't know. It's, it has to be the porn thing. Maybe. Which is like fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Part two of this yeah. episode. Part, part two, two porn. of this episode. <laughs> part two. Gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we definitely have to talk about that more because that is like making me have a lot of questions right now. But... Mm. I am comfortable with resting this topic. Yeah. If you are. Yeah. Thanks for indulging my gay lady self. Mm. Cheers to that. Cheers to gay ladies. Cheers to gay ladies. They should get more more time on I, air, in media. I agree. In conversations, in bars, all of the above. Queer ladies, let's show up and like take over this bullshit gay man <laughs> yes! stuff. Yes! Okay. Anarchy. I'm, I'm, I'm so for that. Let me know how I can pilot like don't show up charge. so that yeah. we can get one more lesbian in the bar <laughs> show up by getting the fuck out <laughs> it's true it's totally true yeah. so um you've given me so much more to think about i think you've given a lot of people to like things that they need to consider in their own life like i think that you've probably changed and shaped some perspective because with the limited amount of lesbians limited amount of gay ladies Mm -hmm. limited amount of people who fit neither of those binaries um people need to learn more and you've shared a little bit of that so thank you for unpacking with us of course i love unpacking (laughs) lesbians yeah no it was really i mean really insightful for me so um 
I know on the last episode you plugged where people can find you, mm-hmm. find your journey, because um, mm-hmm. you've been talking about your journey as pursuing your passion and a couple other things. So where can the lesbian listeners hit you up? And where can the people who are learn want to learn more about your professional experience hit you up? What are those what are those avenues? Yeah, Plug yourself. Absolutely. Uh, my queer lady personal self can be found at Kathleen underscore Cardos on Instagram. And uh, if you're looking to follow my professional endeavors, you can find me at the underscore joyful underscore baker on instagram and also the joyful baker on facebook and etsy thank you so much for having me on the podcast if there are any queer ladies out there in philly who want to create community with me please reach out i would love to do that let's create a space for us to take up and talk about all of the queer lady things and you know just be gay together in a space that is our own so Hopefully some of us will uh, find each other in Philly. Yeah. Cheers to that. That's fucking awesome. Thank you so much for this platform, Paul. Mm -hmm. So thank you everyone for joining. This has been another episode of Let's Unpack That Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at let's unpack that underscore podcast. Um, You can listen to these episodes on the Apple Store. You can listen to it on uh, Spotify. And if you have feedback, questions, want to become a host, connect with us on Instagram, or just email us directly at letsunpackthatpod at gmail.com. This is Paul signing out after several, maybe six glasses of wine. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. So everyone, please continue to rate, subscribe, download, whatever, and connect with Kathleen if you are so interested in learning more. Deuces. Bye. See you on the social meets. <laughs> oh my God, that was so good. <laughs>